Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, welcome to New Life Life. Steve Arterburn here. And joining me today, Dr. Jill Hubbard and Chris Williams. Hello there. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? And gal? Hi, Steve. <laughs> Are you asking that of me or um, Jill? What's up? <laughs> just, just check. Just, well, Jill first, right? Yeah, priorities. Just hanging out with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Favorite thing to do. Well, uh, I like hanging out with you. I like better when people call us and people are already on the line and we're going to go to those folks. But first of all, here's a common thing that we hear. Why won't God take this from me? I pray and pray and pray and it just keeps coming back. What would you say to that if somebody said that to you? Um, This is a deep answer, but because God won't take away our needs. And I'm not saying that sex is the need. I'm saying that when we have mistaken a sexual outlet to fulfill our needs, mm-hmm. we have misappropriated sex and it becomes a compulsion to meet all of my needs. Okay. And what God is wanting us to do is saying, no, I want you to meet your need for loneliness, not through sex, but through genuine connection. I want you to meet your need through fatigue with Sabbath, not another sexual experience. I want you to meet your need through the things that I've designed so you can show up to be the human being I've designed you to be. And that's going to take a lot of work to recover from that compulsion. Excellent. Jill, you have a thought? Well, God doesn't just immediately – I mean, he does for some people, but not immediately take things away because – Chris, as you're describing, we need to learn and grow through it, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's something that we need to learn, or we haven't given up our protest yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? So we hold on to things because we really don't believe that God will meet us where we're Mm -hmm. at. We really don't believe that he can satisfy us, right? And meet those dark places. And we want something to be immediate. So we go our own path Mm -hmm. in a protest, I think, against our pain, against God, even, right? And intimacy with God can be really scary. And intimacy with others and ourselves. Yes, yes. And so that is where we discover the essence of God's love. And he Mm -hmm. will not remove the essence of his very nature, being love, to simply take away our sexual compulsion that would take away intimacy itself. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounds really confusing, but the confusing part is that for many of us, we have confused a sexual experience for love itself. Yes. And we have to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And let's say God took it away right now. Well, now what do you do? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to have this compulsive sex thing. 
But if you don't have something better to replace it, like character, which just happens to be developed when he doesn't take it away and you do the work for it to go away, you see, maybe he loves you too much to take it away. You know, Steve, this Mm -hmm. speaks to the heart of the Life Recovery Bible. Mm Because what that does is it takes the character development of the 12 steps, which was derived from the Bible itself to begin with, and really, really helps us grow in character mm-hmm. that we can show up to life safe and healthy and, and sexually safe and healthy. And when you're delivered from something, which is what you're asking for, it doesn't deliver the other people from the resentment or the hurt that they've experienced through you, and it doesn't deliver you into mm-hmm character. Yes. That's what we're going for. All right. 1-800-229-3000. We're going to get started on these calls as soon as we come back because the board is filling up. And I hope that you are filled up, filled with God's love, God's wisdom, God's truth. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. Glad you're with us, Dr. Jill Hubbard and Chris Williams right here. Diane, Spokane, Washington, watches on YouTube. you have a question for us? Hi. I heard Chris say that uh, if... If money has too much power over me, what is driving that? And what do I need to heal from it? Yeah, Chris, what about (laughs) that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Diane, I think it's a very, very, very common issue that requires a tremendous amount of wisdom because money is one of these complicated things that we need in our life. We need it to survive. We need it, you know, and it can be used for such amazing things. But where it can go wrong and go wrong quickly is that when we believe money will fix our, our all of our problems. Mm-hmm. And, and I've shared this before. I think you may have heard the show where I share this. It's, like, it's, it's a journey that I've had to be on over these last few years of my own life thinking, that, man, if I just had more financial resources, then I would feel secure. And I'm going to actually use a, a quote from a guy named Jim Rohn who is kind of like a self-help guru, you know, uh, a self-development guru. He said, if you work on your business, you'll earn a living. If you work on yourself, you can earn a fortune beyond money. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what he's really talking about is that oftentimes when we look at money to be our rescuer for all of our life's ills, we're, we're applying the wrong solution mm-hmm. to a serious problem. We're just addressing the symptom. Exactly. Exactly. When we go, and this is kind of takes the wisdom of the nuance, when we go in and see what in my life has me in this place. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a quick example, is that when I was growing up, this speaks to my childhood trauma, I lived in kind of the wealthy neighborhood in my hometown. But when my parents got divorced when I was eight, we immediately became poor. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and my dad skipped town and also skipped out on the other responsibilities. And so I was the poor kid in the rich neighborhood. 
And so as all my other friends would go off to the country club in the summertime, I was left kind of like back mowing lawns trying to figure out how to get enough money to maybe hang out with them at the arcade later in the day. So for me, what I mistaked is to belong to a community, to to be a part of life, you have to have money to do that. And so I mistook that. And so I, I had this great thing inside of me that if I want to be a part of the world, if I want to be a part of friendship, if I want to, then I have to bring money to it. And I couldn't quite grasp that, no, you're enough, and you don't have to do things that cost money. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think uh, so many people have a childhood thing mm-hmm. like that, and it leads to going after more money than you need or keeping more money than you need or an obsession with money. Does that uh, help you at all, Diane? Okay, it, it kind of does. I, um, I've i gone through financial loss after my husband had, mm. had a, a serious uh, injury and and so I'm finding, uh, yes, if I had more, it wouldn't be so horribly hard. Yes. And I could have a more enjoyable life mm-hmm. because I'm having to uh, work and, and deal with him and deal with all the other issues that, you know, your friends want you yeah. to yes. treat them sometimes. Yeah. And, and I don't have enough. I don't, I don't have enough. Right. Mm. Right, and this is a situation that happened to Mm -hmm. you guys, right? And there's so many times in life where something is a result of either someone else's sin or just something unexpected that happens. And so that can especially feel unfair, right? That now you're having to struggle. And so in that, though, there's opportunities to deal with our pride and our humility and sometimes being able to say no to friends. I'm sorry, that just doesn't work for me. And and there's another part of this that's also ingenuity. Mm -hmm. It's like some of the best gatherings I've been a part of were some chips and, you know, Mm -hmm. water, like things that didn't cost a whole lot of money. But in this as well, and I don't mean to say this in a trite way. This is really deep to my own experience. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that I was not the provider. And that was hard to learn as a male. I participate in God's provision. God is the provider. Mm -hmm. There was an issue of faith in my life that continues today. Is that can I lean on God to be the provider, to be the the father of all good gifts, as James tells us. And when you do, he he does show up yes. and sometimes it's at the very last minute and it's just kind of a, what you need but it isn't always beyond that yes and i think we want the beyond that to feel comfortable yes right we yeah. want the right. cushion and we don't always get the cushion all right i hope that's helpful to you and um i'll send you take your life back because it addresses this thing of Sometimes we own our money, and sometimes our Mm -hmm. money owns us. Glad that you called. 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you need some help for anything. We want to help you. That's what we're here for. Been doing this for about 35 years. James 1-5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, well, you should ask God who gives generously 
to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, he didn't say money. He said wisdom. But what we do know is that when you give financially, he gives back to you, um, I mean, exponentially, just not in the form of actual dollars. Um, But that happens sometimes, too. But as far as life fulfillment, giving is where it's at. Now, let's go to Jackie from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Listens or watches on the Internet. Hi, Jackie. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I need some wisdom. Okay. Let's, uh, what's going on? When I am in my 60s now, when I was uh, 29, um, I lived with a man in sin. I had been saved as a, a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kidnapped me. Um, oh, I was abused and, and raped. And when he got out of jail um, five days later, he came back to my my home with my family. I was staying there because I was so traumatized. So five mm. days after his initial ar- arrest, he got out of jail and came back to kill us all. He shot my mother several times, um, and um, my father got his gun away from him and shot him. And killed him? So my mother, yes, killed killed the perpetrator. Um, my mother um, was in intensive care for a couple of weeks. She lives, she's um older, older lady now and in very good health and has managed quite well. I uh, went through... Uh, many, many years of um, therapy, um, lots of PTSD, lots of depression, but continued mm. to work. I'm a professional, and I, I just, um, by the grace of God, I, I knew how I got out of that situation was through the Lord, because I heard Him speak to me uh, during all of this very, very clearly, as if He was right there with me. So when um, we hear that angels are there to protect us, that's for sure. Mm. Um my question is my question is this uh, and and miraculously for anybody um who has been stuck in depression for thirty years like I was um, the depression can lift, and mine lifted um this past summer because because of the Lord, and I know I give him all the glory, believe me, my question is this. I um, believe that when we get to heaven, we're going to recognize people. Hmm. And I'm wondering, will we remember the traumatic events that happened to us? This this gentleman um, said that he had been saved and baptized. And um, I don't know if it was because of mental illness, because of drugs. I don't know the situation um, that caused him to do this to me. Um Okay. And it's so, been a long time for me to forgive myself, basically. Okay. But, but when I get to heaven, am I going to recognize him and this horrible thing that he did to me and to well, my family? I don't know for sure, but I, I would imagine not. I, I think heaven's going to be a place where uh, we're so free, so into this new dimension of light and truth, right. the presence of God. I, I don't think so. Um, I read uh, Randy Alcorn's book on heaven, which is fantastic. 
I uh, I just can't remember what he said about this, and I can't think of a scripture to go to. Chris, Jill, do you have thoughts on this? Um, similar. Like, I, I really don't know the answer to that question. However, behind that question is that this this person mm-hmm. still holds a place of fear in your life. Yeah. And, and Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And so I think that the ongoing process of your recovery mm-hmm. is to continue to wherever he's at, what's ever going on with his soul, is, and, and even in the memory of which it happened, is that you are now turning him over to God. Right. That he is not yours. He, he, he's, you're safe. You're never going to be harmed by him again. And you can, you can rest assured in that. But now that you, but to care for your own heart, you're letting this man go to the care of God, whatever well, that means. For and him. that God is a just God. Yes. yes. Right? And so to, to bring you to heaven, I mean, it, it says there's no more tears or gnashing of teeth, yes. right? Yeah. And so we're released from that. Right. And we're also, we're, we're given a new body and we're in a state as if we didn't have all of this death and destruction. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that uh, that piece, all of that will be removed. So and I think we will have forgiveness and reconciliation beyond belief. And it's one of the hard, hard things about trauma, especially as acutely as you experience it, Jackie, is it gets down into our DNA yeah. where it's like, well, I, absolutely I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm through. safe here. I'm not even sure if I'm safe in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. whoa, oh, well, right. Yeah. Right. So God is making God is restoring safety to your inner being. And that's, I believe, probably the lift of the depression and the continued thing that that Steve opened up the, uh, the show about the way that we're delivered and healed. And yet still there's transformation that needs to happen. Right. And so the transformation that 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 you're still working working on Jackie is to absorb God's safety into your DNA. Mm-hmm. There you go. And right, let that me, makes let, sense okay. and I appreciate that. The thing that I've discovered, I believe it's for everybody, is that there are deepening levels of healing mm-hmm. upon yeah, healing. Yes. And so if you'll continue to do some work uh, I think that you can live out the last uh, 40 years or so of your life even freer and less mm-hmm. bothered. Uh, it, it becomes less and less of an issue. Having said that, it's one of the most traumatic things I've ever heard yes, anybody's sure. had, had to go through and deal with. And we pray for you. And I'll send you healing is a choice. And I'll send you my uh, wife's one-year Bible for women um, and then The Secrets Women Keep by Jill. I think that could be a very helpful book for you. And I would love for you to join us at the Emotional Freedom Intensive. And that's going to be on April the 15th. And we'd love to have you part of that. I think it will be quite um, quite helpful. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need some help, we sure do want to help you. Uh, let's help uh, Dave, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Hey there, Dave. How are you today? And how could we help? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Hello? Yes, doing fine. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. We sure can. I appreciate you uh, appreciate being there. Uh, just uh, curious. I've uh, been married 32 years now. 
and my wife is a wonderful person. Uh, I hurt her pretty bad in our younger years, uh, flirting, uh, just remarks that I made, you know, uh, never stopped loving her, but I mean, mm -hmm. never went, had anything physical, but mental, the mental uh, flirt, you know, flirting with women and yeah. just the stuff I put her through. And sometimes alcohol was a big problem. Uh, so I don't, I want to be with her. I want her to be happy. I just want to know how I can do that. Okay, hold on. We'll get to that right after this. You're listening to New Life Live. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. We're on with Dave. Pittsburgh, Sirius XM is where he picks up the program. Dave, uh, I always ask about this when I hear about it, but uh, the drinking thing. Um, you say there's a drinking problem from time to time. What's that about? Uh, it's usually, uh, well, like I'm not a, I don't drink through the day. I'll have, I, when I do drink, it's usually toward the weekends and from like five to nine. Five but you know the problem is I don't just have a couple you know and it's not always but there's there's times when I drink too much and mm -hmm. stupid and uh, uh, we, it, we just it, that's has anybody ever suggested I mean, I'm really, okay has anybody ever suggested that you not drink yes okay My, could that be your wife yes perhaps my wife, my son, my daughter. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, um, you know, when when somebody says you're a horse, you probably ought to ignore that. When two people, you ought to kind of wonder. Third person says you're a horse, time to saddle up because, you know, it it really is important that if you want to love your wife, you take care of that. It's not okay. Whether it's a problem drinking or alcoholism or whatever, uh, it's just not okay, and that's one way to show her. And there are a lot of people that have a life of recovery. It's fabulous. It's kind of hard to imagine that when you drink all the time, but it's absolutely wonderful. Jill, you're, right. you're well, one to well, say something. And, yeah, and Dave, you've just laid out that you did all these behaviors that I would imagine if you weren't drinking – you might not have done that. I mean, you're telling us your wife is wonderful, you love her, you've been married all these years, but you drink and you hurt her. That is not compatible with loving her. And so what is it about the alcohol? What does the alcohol give you? What are you filling up with the alcohol that you won't hear the people around you? Like you're going to hold uh, on to that? Just, uh, I, yeah, I think I think uh, the, I enjoy a drink or two, but then I just can't, you know, have one or two. Mm -hmm. Like I like to relax with uh, a drink at the end of the day. Not every day, honestly, but you know, more often than should. It's just, and uh, I mean, I work hard all day. I, I, I provide. I'm always been there for the kids. I, I'm not. So okay, so Dave, uh, me, Dave, Dave let, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Dave, let me jump in. Hey, all right, you ready for this? Take a deep breath. 
Yes. You're dealing with a lot of, of in, you're dealing with a lot of insecurity in your life that's been there for a long time. There's most likely other people in your family who has also struggled with drinking. Yes. Okay, it runs in the family, right? So, you 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 meet yes. you meet all the markers and signs, man. Congratulations. You're a problem drinker if not an alcoholic. So, right. All right. Now, what we want to be able to do is two things. The road to recovery is not easy, but it's critically important. And the good news about it right now is though you've caused a lot of heart and pain, you haven't gone down further of destruction. If this pattern continues, you only are facing more pain and destruction. I want to make that clear. This thing is undefeated, and you don't want to try to go at it with the way you've been doing it. So you need two things. You need to get into recovery. You need to get into an AA meeting starting today. And I know that sounds extreme on my part, but I'm just really wanting, because I hear it in you that you want to get better, you want, you want mm-hmm. to leave this behind. I want to honor that part of you and get it on its right track. Let me interject. So, yeah, go for it. So, Dave, what Chris is saying, I imagine that everything inside of you is saying no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But I want you to try to set that aside and, and listen because what Chris is saying. because you know listen to others who have been through it that's yeah. been such a community i'm so glad i found it i'm so mm-hmm. glad that that this that this happened to me in my life the other aspect is i want you to get a new life coach and i want you to tell that coach about the insecurities that you are carrying and the fears that you are carrying in your life and this could also just include the frustration of having to show up and provide every day and you mm-hmm. you get exhausted and your way to relax is to drink or your way to get fulfilled with attention is to flirt but both of those are speaking to unmet needs or insecurities in your life yeah yeah i mean uh so, guess, here's the other thing. I want to be a good man to my wife, well, and, you know, right. into our old age. But here's the thing. When you entered recovery for the alcohol problem, you become the man she wants you to be. It's not just about stopping the alcohol. It's a growth mm-hmm. program, 12 steps to build character. And it really is the thing that, I mean, anything else that we tell you isn't going to help you if you don't do that. Because you do have a tendency to minimize what's there. Now, you said you want to build that relationship with your wife. Go to her and say, tell me what you really think and feel about my drinking. I'm not going to get upset. I'm ready to hear the real stuff. I think that's a great gift to her on Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day because this is a tape program from Valentine's Day. 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you need help. And I tell you, we want, beyond anything you can imagine, we want to help you. And tomorrow is Restore. You might still be able to get into that workshop. I'm not sure. But I hope you can because so many women have found the source of healing and transformation right there. And we want that for you. We'll be back right after this. The number to call for help or sign up, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Well, I'm going to load Dave up. I'm going to send him a life recovery Bible, and I'm going to send him uh, the workbook that goes with it. Mm -hmm. There are five, but I'll send him the general one. I'm also going to send him 12 laws of life recovery and the 12 gifts of life recovery. And I really hope and pray you'll find a life recovery group and begin that process of Recovery. Larry Sonnenberg is in the studio. Larry, what have you for us today? Well, Steve, uh, Restore Workshop. It's funny workshop, not funny funny, but it's strange that it's not easy to get women to come to this workshop. And so we read these testimonies from time to time to try to help women see there really is hope, there really is change, yes. life can be better. And so Jill has a testimony she wants to share. My life before coming to this workshop was hidden in the shadows. I was going through the motions and preparing another mask to cover the pain and shame that comes with the infidelity. This weekend has been an intensive journey of self-discovery, a time to release my negative thought process, a peeling away of a battered layer of anger, hurt, pain, and self-loathing. I am leaving this workshop with a sense of hope and a stronger realization that God will work this out for good. Mm, that's good. Awesome. Does, doesn't that sound good, ladies? Just yeah. thinking about you—you you come there and you're just—you have all these negative thoughts. You get to release them. Well, just yeah. the hiding. Yeah. Right. As yeah. a result of what someone else has done, right, right. and mm-hmm. the shame that women feel—anger, hurt, pain, self-loathing. You know, I yeah. know there's women out there. You're listening right now, and you are experiencing that, and you can be rid of that. And it, it takes taking a weekend. You know, when Jesus did his miracles, somebody always did something first. Somebody stepped up and asked for help. Somebody, you know, touched the hem of his garment. Somebody lowered their friends down a roof. Somebody uh, put eyes, put mud on the eyes. He had to wash it off. It's not just a miracle where he snaps fingers. So come and experience a miracle. That it'll happen. Amen. And you know, if if it's restore freedom, resolution, if it's emotional freedom, same thing. If it's our parenting workshop, every man's battle, there is hope. You have to take some action, but we've been waiting for you. And we can show you that path, like Jeremiah uh 6.16, not 14, I know that verse. 
It says, stop at the crossroads and look around. Search for the old godly path. Walk in its steps and you will find rest for your soul. When you come to us, there's no new age stuff there. Sorry. It's all the old godly path we point you to. What else, Larry? Well, um, two other things. You said the word hope again. And I love these testimonies because it's almost uniform that women say, I'm living here with a sense of hope. Mm-hmm. And we are just, mm-hmm. we're stuck if we don't have hope. And that's what we want you to experience. And folks, if you can support it, you're going to be agents. Agents of hope, agents of healing. And uh, we need all the agents we can to help us open up the floodgates to help the Spirit move in and make a change. So Amen. support us any way you can, please. 1-800-NEW-LIFE will send you 100 uh, days of freedom from shame. And uh, they're amazing insights, quotes, scripture, devotional to help you be free of that shame that you don't need. It's somebody else's shame. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Paul, Westchester, Pennsylvania, WFIL. Hey, Paul, how are you today? I'm fine, Paul, Steve. It's nice to hear you. Uh, I get your bulletins regularly, and I listen to your show every day on my radio. Thank you so much. How can we help today? Yes. um, I'm I'm a born-again Christian. I've been a Christian all my life. Wonderful. And um, I have never um, faltered in my faith. But I have to tell you, this is the reason I called you, is uh, the church I've been worshiping, it's an AG church close by, mm-hmm. for almost 18 years. And over the last year or so, I've been very, very pained. My entire faith in the church has been shattered by the hypocrisy I have noticed in this church. And the reason is right from the top leadership, they have treated me like I'm a worthless person. Mm. I was in the ICU um, a year back, and uh, I had six pence put in my heart. Mm. And I called the judge, I told the minister, I told his assistant, I'm in the ICU, would you please come and pray for me? One of the junior minister was a no-show. The second minister called up and said he cannot come because he has to attend to his daughter. I felt very, very hurt by that. Just a prayer. Then I visited the church office one day. I just went to meet the pastor and talk to him. He said, I can give you only five minutes of my time. Only five minutes. So I'm thinking, if he was busy, he could have asked me to come next week, next month, whatever. But only five minutes to talk to me. A man who has got so much of pain, who's coming to mm-hmm. ask you for some advice. So I go to the church. I sit down. He will. The minister will come. He will greet the people in the front pew, the back pew. Ignore me. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's let's just uh, accept that these are unhealthy people, uh, and they have hurt you. How can we help you? Today, I wrote about this, and, I, and I'll find a copy of Toxic Faith, and I'm going to send it to you. What's the question? Well, what should I do to move forward? I stopped going to the church for the last six months now. Stop. I My faith in the entire church has been shattered. Mm. 
Yes, well, how about writing a letter to all of the leaders in the church and any friends that you have in the church to make them aware of why you have left that church and how you felt there, giving them some specific uh, examples of that. What about that? Yes, they did send me about two months back a survey, and I mentioned what you just told me on that survey. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought that someone would have called me. No one called me. Yeah. One of the okay. senior elders, I called three times to him, left messages for him as well. Right. Well, never bothered to call I, I am sure there are so many ways that they hurt you. Is there anything that you called us to answer or some area that we could help you with? Yes. I just want to know what should I do next? How yeah. can... Uh, do you want me to go back to the same church or find a new church? I wouldn't okay. go to that church. There are many healthy churches where you can be treated well. Uh, Chris, Jill, what do you think? Yeah, don't. they've shown you who they are, and so don't expect them to be different. And I won't want you to continue to put yourself in a place of neglect and to feel like you are, you know, like your needs and your... Mm-hmm you know what you're going through is a burden it's it's you know it, it really is against what christ has taught us to be and in whatever they call themselves they can call themselves pastor but pastor is a role that we move into not a title that we hold and so i think two things paul the first thing is i want you to enter into what i call spiritual differentiation And differentiation is about being able to discern what is godly, what is ungodly, what is of Christ, what is not of Christ. Because sometimes when we say, oh, because they have this title and they're a part of this thing called the church, then they must be godly. And we've made a mistake there, and and we merge those things. We conflate that. And so it takes wisdom to say, no, Christ is like this, and these people are like that. And those are two different things. Right. And I want to then you you really do need a as as Steve was saying a safer church community for you to be yourself even for you to bring your hurt and your pain and your questions into that can be guided and cared for well. Okay. Right. And and Paul and yes, I agree you should go to a a new church and and find one that feels like they um are better examples of their talk. But in doing so, in that reflecting, also to look at what your expectations Mm -hmm. were versus the investment that you made. I hear that you've gone there a long time. Were you involved in the church? Did you have friends at the church? Or were you looking to the maybe the lead pastor to meet your needs when he may just be a guy that's really good at preaching, but he's not he doesn't have Mm -hmm. the skills of a shepherd. Right, And a lot of times, especially in bigger churches, they will have a pastor that's more about care ministry versus teaching. And so where were you putting your hope and your expectation? Very good. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come right back with uh, more calls here. Glad that you are listening. We've got so, so many things that would benefit you. Some of them come through Club New Life. But our intensives really change lives.
To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterman here with Dr. Jill Hubbard, Chris Williams, and uh, let's, how about we go over here and talk with, let's talk with May. Tacoma, Washington, W-I-R-W. Hi, May, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. How could we help? Um, I have a brother who is um, a sex offender. Mm-hmm. He's in prison. Okay. And I can't give up on him. <laughs> I So I need some resources or some advice on how I could help God impact his life. Okay, so um, what what's your relationship with him like? He's, what's my relationship with him like? Mm-hmm. Um, we're really we're really close. Okay, and um, the first time this happened, of course, there were parameters he had to stay within, and um, basically everybody else in the family, except for my mother, who's disabled, has pretty much cut him off. Uh-huh. And um, so he, so he's alone, and I don't see how that can be healthy for him. But I've always told him, because I know the rules when he was out before, and I told him that whenever I was with him, I'd smack him if I saw him doing something wrong. And he just laughs at me, and he goes, I know, you'll smack me. But Okay, so, so you want to know have- what could be helpful for him while he's in prison, right? Yeah. Okay, and how well, long and what, will he be there? And what he, well, at this point, he's in for another year, and then Department of Corrections says that they'll reassess, and at that point, they could give him more time or release him. And does he want to be released? So, yes, I think so, okay. although he seems pretty comfortable because, you know, you know some people is, really I, uh, that don't have the structure to restrain themselves actually prefer the structure of prison. But the chaplain yeah. is probably your best source of hope, I would think. I would ask him, have you talked to the chaplain? Are you aware of any programs, recovery groups or things that could make your life more meaningful and full and rich and healing mm-hmm. that'd be he the first place told I told me before mm-hmm. okay he's told me before about the chaplains and the therapists the group therapy groups that he was in before and the chaplains are not all Christians I've mm-hmm. discovered yeah neither and, are all um, preachers either like, so it's horrible they it's like they talk to them about their auras and the benefits of Buddhism, and mm. it's just like, oh my gosh! I know my and chakra can't handle it. I'm just telling you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so well, here we want to help you. Okay, so how so can she help him? So May, um, besides when you're in prison, learning how to survive and learning all the rules that are different than when you're free, they have a lot of time. Uh-huh. They have a lot of time, 
And a lot of times it is a real time of reflection. And I would be encouraging that. I would be sending him books. Even people that never read, read in prison. Right. There are also ministries that do Bible studies by sending pages, right? You can send a page in a Bible study and you say, uh-huh. complete this and send it uh-huh. back to me, right? And uh-huh. and and start, you know, dialoguing with him about how he's not going to just do this time, but he's going to make use of this time. That in a sense, God has given yeah. him to stop his addiction and work on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that and and may may from your story, ahead. it sounds like he's offended multiple times. Yes, twice. This is his second time. Okay, so we ha- we have a very very dangerous pattern, and mm-hmm. and I think you need to educate yourself on what he is up and what you're up against. Mm-hmm. The, this okay. is you know because even the comment you know I told him I would slap him as if all all that would do is cause a sting in your hand and a sting in his face, and that's it. It would do nothing beyond... And I know you know that, but okay. but this is not a matter... And ma- I was only kidding. Of course, I, I, of course, <laughs> of, of course, yeah. But what I'm saying is that this is a much, much bigger issue mm-hmm. and problem than what you could ever imagine. I know. Yeah. And so yeah. part of this is well, your own grieving process. Yeah. You've lost your brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, I remember so I, the first time. Oh, go ahead. No, you can share that real quick. First time. Yeah, I, I just know the first time this all came out, it was like a death. It was just like mm-hmm. I right. felt this. It, I just can't describe it when I found out. Sure. I. It was like oh, and I know, I know this is deeper than I can just handle. Um, right. Sex abuse okay. happened to all of us in our family growing okay. up. To that and end, you can understand why maybe the others have backed away from him. They don't want to think about what happened to them. Also, um, the the what's that? What was I that? said I never thought about that mm-hmm. avoidances of yeah. They and, don't deal and, with their own stuff. So I wouldn't shame them for that. Maybe you've dealt with it in a different way that they haven't. Also, I would not do anything um, that would lessen his understanding of the impact of what he did. I would love him, encourage him, but if there was ever any resistance to any him getting help, I would remind him uh, there are two ways to take somebody's life. You can shoot them. Or you can sexually offend them. Mm-hmm. Both take a big chunk of life out of a human being. And you have to f- be a reality presenter if you're the only contact to reality that he has. And just being a joyful uh, provider of laughter is not enough if you're going to maintain a relationship with him. You don't want to be bringing him down all the time, but if he is ignoring what he's done and acting like everything's okay, you have to be, at the right time, willing to say, wait a second, I don't think you understand what you've done, and maybe that's why you're not getting the help you need 
before you get out. Okay? I'm glad he's got you, but it's tough. Really, really tough. Well, we are out of time. Let me send you um, a Life Recovery Bible. If he asks the chaplain, Prison Fellowship, that's the Bible they give away, you guys could do a little Bible study together. We want to help you. Restore is tomorrow. Maybe you could still get in if you're a woman who has been hurt. Every Man's Battle is March the 3rd. And I wish I had one of these guys to tell you he hated going. He did it for his wife. He hated the fact that he did it for his wife, but once he was there, he was so grateful because he got rid of something that he hated in his life. And it wasn't his wife. It was the pornography, the lust, the affairs. Women, ask him, tell him to go if he needs to. Lose It for Life is March the 18th. A lot of people have lost so much weight and kept it off. Courageous Parenting, April 1st. But here's the thing. We love you, care about you. That's why we've been doing this. But you have to love yourself and care about yourself enough to do the next right thing when it's the hardest thing you could ever do. See you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you. But you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.